Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk Liverpool and in a game which probably the game was the least most talked about thing going into the game. Um, it was a, another frustrating result, um, a frustrating performance, particularly in the second half and um, another game which looking back we could have done uh, a lot of things differently and ultimately uh, got a more positive result out for us but obviously going into the game there was all not really any talk about uh, the game or what might come out of it or our top four chances obviously everything was about uh, the Super League that got announced and we were just unfortunately the first game after really everything got announced and um, I'm not going to talk about it too much on this video I did a whole separate video on my channel earlier today which you guys can see where I went through what I thought uh, some of the, the possible pros of, of the European Super League are and, and what some of the kind of major cons are and why people seem to be so emotionally um, invested in it not, in not happening. So we won't talk about that too much. And obviously it was always going to be, it, that was always going to cloud the game going into the game. And so it was going to be difficult, one, as fans to really concentrate or be excited for or um, look forward to the game, but also from the players and managers' perspective as well. You know, having not been consulted or, or talked about in um, in uh, in the build-up to the game and into the build-up to this decision about the Super League, uh, they're very much in the same position as us as fans. Uh, you know, kind of outraged at the um, at the prospect of it, um, confused by what it means for them, um, and at the same time, you know, UEFA throwing around things like sanctions on players or against playing in competitions and, you know, all this type of stuff. It's not an, e I can't imagine it's a very easy uh, position to be in and particularly having to go and play a Premier League game, which as it currently stands is, is super important for, for our season um, and, and a game that, you know, we could possibly look back on and gone actually those two points that we dropped today could possibly have made the difference uh, in terms of helping us get the top four. But going into the game, the team was fairly static. A couple of changes in the team. Um, at the back, Nat Phillips, who had a, as a what I believe is a hamstring injury. Um, uh, I don't think it's too serious from what the club reports and some of the media are stating about it. So hopefully he should be back for the Newcastle game on the weekend. Um, but that meant that Fabinho had to then again drop back into um the uh into the center back positioned uh, and i think that we after after having fabinho in the back for so long we felt kind of fairly solid and things and then when he went back into midfield we realized what we missed from him when he sits in that midfield in terms of breaking up the play giving that protection to the back two which has allowed them to get so many clean sheets in the past couple of games um but obviously he was back in the cent in center back um, covering for Nat Phillips in midfield. Uh, it was a midfield of Jeannie Wijnaldum, uh, Thiago and James Milner. Again, a, a very kind of workman-like um, midfield. I think Thiago was in the team and was starting uh, purely because of his kind of control on the ball and being able to just jink past a man and play a pass, play a pass forward under pressure, uh, particularly against a side like Leeds, who, for example, were always going to be putting the midfielders in particular and the defenders under pressure. So having that play who can pop the ball around very quickly uh, was going to be important. Uh, and then the other change coming up front um, where we ended up going with Jota, uh, Mane and Firmino with, with Salah dropping to the to the bench. Uh, he didn't have necessarily the best game against Real Madrid in the week. Um, and so I think Klopp was going into the game kind of thinking, well, he probably needs a bit of a rest too. Um, he wasn't on top form in that game and uh, he, you know, he knew that this time around, he possibly may not get 
Uh, we'd have to be fairly clinical with our chances because that's exactly what we did. That's exactly what we weren't against Real Madrid, uh, and and he was ultimately proven right by that. First half panned out in a way that you would expect a Leeds game to pan out. You know, Leeds games are fairly any any game that Leeds participate in, right? Be it home or away, be it against a small team or a or a, a lower team. The, the Leeds games go the same way. They set out with the same intentions, the same philosophy, regardless of who they play with. Now, that's an admirable way of playing, uh, and it's got them into some sticky situations this, this year, but it's also got them into some very positive situations, like we saw last week with their victory over Manchester City. Um, what we did, I think, really well in the first half is we matched it. Um, we matched their energy and pressure with our own energy and pressure. Um, and it was kind of like, you know what, do you like the taste of your own medicine? And I really I really thought they struggled with it in the first half. They struggled um, trying to play out from play out from the back because we were always the midfielders were always pressing onto their midfielders pressing onto Stuart Dallas Calvin Phillips not letting them get the ball and turn and play those balls out to the wingers to Helder Costa to to Jack Harrison and it, what it enabled us to do was really kind of win the ball back uh, fairly high up the pitch and get those balls into Mane uh, and Jota uh, enabling and getting them into very good positions. Uh, I think the the thing that was frustrating, particularly during the first half an hour, was yes, we got into those positions, but like has been the case for so many games um, this season so far, we just weren't clinical. We we didn't really force any real saves from Melier, and we didn't look like we were going to really break the break the the Leeds defense down and and um, cause them you know some create some real chances and cause them real and proper concerns but we were able to break the deadlock in the first half with a great bulwark so one thing that became very clear throughout the half was that because they were man-to-man pressing uh, and they were leaving one of our centre-backs as the essentially the man that wasn't marked that defender was able to stride forward with the ball we saw that earlier in the first half when Fabinho was able to literally just run from the halfway line all the way into the box and ultimately get a shot away, which got blocked for a corner. But we kind of saw a bit of that for the goal as well, with Kabak having the ball, kind of seeing everyone kind of marked, and so therefore was able to step up into kind of almost like that deep-lying midfield position in which he was able to lay the ball off to Diego Jota, who was coming short there. And that little piece of movement of Kabak going forward, Jota coming coming and receiving the ball really helped uh, just just disrupt that bit of flow from Leeds and um, meant that, you know, Luke Ayling was just a little bit off Diego Jota, which allowed uh, Diego Jota to play a beautiful ball, a very Trent-like pass um, around the corner to uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold, who was able to just nick the ball past the goalkeeper and, and Sadio Mane had an open goal to knock the ball into. And, and that very much, I think, uh, we deserved that in the first half um, based on how we were playing and the intensity that we were playing at uh, without necessarily obviously really creating the chances, but we, we, we played really, really well. And I think going into halftime, we really deserved um, the lead. I think Leeds obviously going into it would have been very frustrated um, because they didn't really have much of the ball. The only chances they really had in the first half were for hours from our mistakes. Um, and and, I, and I, I definitely think Bielsa would have drummed into them. There's a, there's a lot of improvement they could have made uh, and ultimately did make in the second half. And the second half started, I would say, for the first 10 minutes, quite similar to how the first half had started off. We were winning the ball back fairly well. Diego Jota had a chance from a corner, which he arguably should have done better from. I had a free header from the corner. And we were 
it kind of seemed like the second goal was 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 almost coming and inevitable, particularly in that first five minutes of the second half. But but when it didn't come, I, I thought that maybe gave a little bit of confidence actually to uh, to Leeds, and and they then started to grow into the game more and more as the second half went on. Allison made three or four really good saves, like from very very good chances from uh, from Leeds, and also Patrick Bamford going on and hitting the crossbar as well before they ultimately did get the equaliser uh, in the 85th minute. And the thing that was, I guess, really frustrating about it was, well, if they had scored one of those chances earlier on, you know, it would have given us a bit of time to figure out a way to then get back into the game. But ultimately, with the goal being so late in the game, it was too late for us to do anything. And um, credit to Leeds. I think what they did better in the second half um, was... They were able to control the ball better when they did have it. So they were able to pass the ball around a bit better. Um, and ultimately, I think that was just down to being braver on the ball. Uh, when they got the ball, they were braver to take that extra touch, find that pass, play around us when we were pressuring us, when we were pressuring them, sorry, um, rather than you know either trying to lump the ball long to Patrick Bamford or, or kind of panic and play the ball, uh, play an unlikely pass. So that's where I think they did better. Uh, and ultimately, it worked for them, right? You know, Leeds are not a team that you say lack bravery. Um, and they definitely showed that in the second half. They were they were really, really good. Uh, and on the contrary, we, we kind of fell back into our shell almost once they started putting on some pressure. Once we, we had that one goal and it felt like once the first chance happened from Tyler Robertson and Allison saved it, it felt like the players went into a mode of okay, well, we've got a 1-0 lead. They're growing into the game. Let's try and protect this rather than a let's try and go out and get a second goal uh, to try and make sure that we put the game to bed and that there's no chance for leads to come back into the game. Um, but yeah, that very much wasn't the wasn't the attitude the players ended up kind of taking, or what I observed at least that they that they took, uh, and I think ultimately that that cost us. And and when they did score the header from the corner, it was a good, very good delivery in uh, all of their crosses from corners had been horrendous for the for the uh, for the second half and and, and I would I, you know I think some of the Liverpool players possibly thought that it'd be another terrible cross um, but ultimately it wasn't and it was a very very good crossing uh, to the box from the corner and um, yeah you know headed well by uh, Lorente you could argue that the defenders could have done better uh, but I think that you know that was all about the delivery uh, and it was in the right position and uh, the defender all he had to do is really get his head to the ball uh, and he was going to score so yeah yet another setback a frustrating draw in our chase for the top four which as every game goes on now is looking less and less likely uh, approximately five I think or six Premier League games remaining for us with Newcastle up next in the Premier League. Manchester United, you would say, looking at our remaining fixtures, is the only other team that um, is a huge team. But out of all the teams that we're playing so far, uh, or that we've got to, we've got left to play, only Crystal Palace have we beaten this season. And uh, the likes of West Brom, uh, Burnley, etc., who we haven't able to beat, we've still got to play those as well. Where, you know, historically you'd say, you know, we're going to have no problems um, beating those teams. But based on how we played against them earlier this season... Um, those are definitely not a given. And so with some of the other teams um, kind of also also kind of dropping points, particularly West Ham, um, this could have been an opportunity for us. But alas, we uh, we didn't capitalise on that. And um, that was a frustrating. I think the shout out to Klopp um, for this episode is very much going to be just the focusing on the um, on the football and, and leaving this Super League stuff to the side. 
Uh, I think the one of the things, just a final thought on the Super League before I end of this episode, one of the things that Jamie Carragher said before the game, which really struck with me, is if we were in this position um, and the Super League existed, this game would mean nothing. Um, and that really hit home for me at least, and it really helped put things into perspective about what this Super League will change in terms of the competitiveness. But that's it for this episode, guys. Thank you all for listening, and I'll catch you guys on the next one.